Hello and welcome to our 2020 Holy Week series. This episode is for Wednesday of Holy Week. So the highest holy days start tomorrow with Maundy Thursday. And so in our last day of preparing for this very special period of time that's starting tomorrow, I want to share a little bit about how my understanding of the meaning of Jesus' death has evolved over the years. I'll open with a verse from the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 21, which says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. I share that verse because my journey took a turn that I was not expecting, and it's taking me into territory that feels rather uncertain, and I'm doing my best to trust God as I go along. So, during my childhood and my teenage years and young adulthood, the traditional Western doctrine of the atonement, which probably you're at least somewhat familiar with, uh, meant a great deal to me. When I was a small child, I didn't understand it completely, of course, but I understood the basic concept of Jesus having sacrificed himself out of love for all the people in the world. And I found that inspiring and comforting. Now, when I was 13 or so, and the wide world of philosophical ideas was opening up before me, the, uh, the classic Western atonement theory clicked in my mind for the first time. And I remember the day that that happened, and I was so excited that I understood this concept, and I sat down and wrote an essay about it. And the idea, it spoke to my heart, as it always had, but it also spoke to my mind then as a logical theory that to me, I felt it had something like the elegance of a mathematical formula. And you know that, that was inspiring to me at the time. As an older teenager, I remember trying to understand my identity. Well, you know, that was kind of something that I was obsessive about, trying to understand my identity and how I fit in the world. And so during Holy Week, I tried on the different roles of the people in the story, and doing that I recognized how I was fickle like the crowds, and cowardly like Peter, and ambivalent like Pilate, and so on. And I gained valuable insights about myself and others that way. Then later still, as a seminary student, I remember being profoundly moved, reading a translation of the seminal text of the Western concept of the Atonement called Why God Became Human by Anselm of Canterbury. Over the course of my adolescent, adolescence and young adult years, the atonement for me meant, basically, reassurance that no matter how much darkness or ugliness I discovered in my heart and in my mind, God's grace was always there for me. The atonement was what enabled me to become increasingly honest in acknowledging my own errors, which opened my heart to the life-changing love of God. Eventually, I became a pastor, and that is where the surprise started, because I found that during those years as a pastor, Holy Week felt very empty to me, as if all the rich meaning and the beauty of these holy days had been drained away. And I wasn't sure why. And I knew that if I told some about it, they would probably suggest, well, 
when you're the one planning everything, you just can't enjoy it the way you used to. But I knew that it wasn't just that. And since then, I've come to realize that as a pastor, I was confronted with the fact that the traditional doctrines of the atonement and the resurrection, which I had come to revere so highly because of my personal journey, were not what everyone needed to hear. Because a lot of people, for a lot of people, these doctrines were dry and distant, as well as being either difficult or impossible to believe, even when explained in their original historical context. And it took me a very long time to really see that and to come to terms with it. But when I'm truly honest with myself about how I feel called to present the gospel to the world now, I know that I need to do something a bit different. So here's what I feel that the world needs. The world needs new ways of talking about the meaning of Jesus' life and death and the stories of his resurrection. And these need to be, first of all, realistic. I can't be asking people to believe stuff that just doesn't fit with their experience of life and their knowledge of science and of history. The explanations that I give cannot be based on a cultural background that is foreign to people today. And second of all, the way that I talk about Jesus' life needs to integrate a larger understanding of the world, including things we know nowadays about the process of evolution, about history, science, and the wisdom of other faith traditions. Now, I do want to make clear that I still hold in high regard people who believe and preach the traditional doctrines of the Church. There are still many people out there to whom these doctrines are vital and life-giving, and I would never try to detract from that in any way. I'm just finding that I'm being called to a different path, and I need to speak to those for whom the traditional ways are just not working. So here I am, and I'm taking this journey into the unknown. And over the next few days, you can choose whether or not to subject yourself to my experiment. But I'm going to talk about the meaning of Jesus' death without asking you to believe that there was some kind of metaphysical transaction taking place. I'm going to talk about the stories of Jesus' resurrection without asking you to believe that on that day Satan was cheated and death was conquered. And I'm not going to say those things are false, but we're going to leave them aside at least for now and consider what Holy Week can mean to us without them. Alright, so let's take a moment and talk about how this might relate to your life. Certainly, I don't expect anyone else's journey to look very much like my own. But I think it's true that we all will find now and then that what we've been doing so far just isn't cutting it anymore. So I want to invite you to consider that just like going through disappointments, that could be a real opportunity. Really, any time that you hit a roadblock, if you're feeling stuck, it's probably because there's something God wants you to do or to let go of that you're avoiding. And finding out what that is and accepting the invitation to try a new way to do something different can turn out to be a real adventure, a journey into the unknown. Actually, I think that for a lot of us right now, because of all the changes and the uncertainty in life in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, we're all kind of journeying into the unknown in different ways. So I'll leave you with another verse from Proverbs that speaks to the power of trusting God 
in the midst of uncertainty and confusion. Before I read these few words, let's just take a couple of deep breaths together. And we can set an intention to let God lead us into new territory, as uncertain as we may be about where we're going, but trusting in God's grace and wisdom. Okay, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean in your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. All right. And also, by the way, I apologize if my references to uh, venturing into the unknown has gotten the hit song from Frozen 2 stuck in your head for the rest of the week. But... Brandon will now play for us another catchy tune so that you can try to replace it. Okay, it's uh, just a closer walk with me.
Thanks, Brandon. All right, so let us just join together in a brief prayer. Dear God, these are uncertain times that we are living in now, and we don't know what all is coming next, but we give to you our lives, we give to you our thoughts, our goals, our hopes. We surrender all these to you, knowing that in your wisdom you will lead us, you will guide us, as we trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, that's all, and we'll uh, have another broadcast for you tomorrow. God bless.